Welcome to Authentico. This is Gabriela. And Junior. Back to the drawing board. This podcast is created with you in mind. The Latino professional and business owner determined to succeed. Por eso conversamos en dos idiomas and discuss a wide range of topics. As diverse as our audience and provide you with tools and resources. Esperemos que les guste. Hey, hey, what's going on? This is Junior with Authentico, and I have here next to me, Gabi. Gabi, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. I'm excited to be here and uh, really happy about today's topic. This was a very relevant one because, as we know, immigrants just love, love to start their own business. This is the land of the free and where dreams happen, isn't it? Right. So today we want to talk to you all about uh, business basics for 2019. So some things that you want to keep in mind, especially at the beginning of the year. Probably an exercise that you we, that we want to do every year, but definitely um, to get the year started off right, I think that these are really important. Yeah, and I really like our list because it's not meant to be an exhaustive list. Just kind of like the basics, right? You know, things that if you already started a business, things that if you haven't already kept in mind for you to kind of get a refresher, and, you know, get yourself thinking and get like, what did I set out to start? What, what was my goal? Uh, am I ready for the next step? You know, how can I expand on my brand? So things like that is uh, uh, what we're, we're going to be talking about today. Right. And just so that everybody knows, um, I am the business counselor at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and I also own a business. I've done a lot of business development when I lived in Detroit uh, for various organizations. And so coming back to that want to make sure that we share this advice or these tips with you all because they, they really have helped me in my business and the and the uh, businesses that I've counseled. So we're in good hands. Just so that everyone knows, uh, I am not the uh, business counselor. I have no previous business experience. I'm just a guy who works for Corporate America and hopes to do a good job. Yeah, but a lot of times in Corporate America, it's like running a business, right? Even if it's running your department. You were just talking about someone running the financials for you. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. It, it plays into whether you're in corporate America or you're a business owner. These are some things to consider um, as you go into 2019. You're right. You're right. And speaking of considering, you know, things that uh, someone wants to consider whenever they're starting a business is what is that business going to look like? Uh, when, when and how are you going to be serving your clients, uh, whether it be providing goods or services, and all that goes into what we call the strategic business plan, isn't it? Yes. So the business plan is really, really important. It's almost like a map. I mean, it is the map of your business. So a lot of times, I think, especially, se nos hace bien fácil decir, ah, lo tengo aquí en mi cabeza, yo sé lo que voy a hacer, no quiero escribirlo, o me da flojera escribirlo, o... Sabemos que es laboroso y nunca empezamos. So, uh-huh. Mi consejo es empieza con una parte y poco a poco definirlo todo. Pero the, the business plan is really important because that's what keeps you on track. Yeah. I remember a good friend of mine who uh, is still in business, actually, and she does leadership development. And she, was, she was talking about her coach and uh, her coach helping her put together her business plan, which at the time was at 200 pages long. Right. And she says, something that my coach always tells me is, you're never done writing your business plan. Because here's that word that that Gabby says that I love so much. Sometimes you have to pivot. Right. So, bien importante que, you know, no los espantes con 200 hojas. Vamos a empezar con unas cuantas hojas. Sí, sí, verdad, verdad. Que escriban la idea, como dices tú, empezar como definiendo el el cliente ideal, los servicios que quieren proveer, 
Get it all down in writing, porque si no, esa gran idea que tienes se te olvida o se te pasa. Y también tan importante, especialmente en esto que estamos hablando ahorita, es regresar al plan y ver si vas en el camino que tú pensabas que ibas a ir o si tienes que cambiar algo o quizás tienes que sacar algo que no está funcionando. Pero al principio del año siempre es buen tiempo para ver qué funcionó el año pasado en tu negocio y cómo le quieres hacer para seguir creciendo o para arreglar algún problemita que hayas tenido en el año. Y, y, y hablando de, también de, de crecimiento, ¿verdad? I mean, I think that we all know that unless the business is growing, it's dying, right? So, like, let's talk about financial management, right? Because um, most Latinos that I know started their business and mostly are self or have been self-funded for many years. But then you get to a point where you, you're like, you've got this great idea, you've got this great business plan, and you know exactly what you want to do, but you don't have the funding to do it. Right. So eso también es bien importante porque, I mean, buena idea por nuestra parte, querer tener el dinero y tener el negocio todo a nombre de una persona. Pero sí, como dices, tú llega el punto que tienes que acceder a capital, ya sea con un préstamo, alguna beca, a micro lending que se dice que es antes del préstamo, pero definitivamente para poder empezar a crecer normalmente vas a ocupar algún capital, ya sí. sea para cubrir empleados o quizás una expansión del negocio, um, traer un producto nuevo. Uh, creo que es importante tener eso en mente porque siempre pensamos que la presión y la de un préstamo o de una deuda sí puede afectar muy negativamente el negocio, pero sí. también te puede ayudar a crecer. Por eso es bien importante saber con quién ir, con quién platicar acerca de los préstamos para que el interés esté bien. Sí. Este, y por eso también es importante saber, antes de llegar al punto que quieres crédito, desde el principio de, de que comience un negocio, me voy a regresar un poquito, um, bien importante saber cómo está tu crédito. Porque si tu crédito personal no está donde debe de estar, y ahorita que no necesito dinero, es el momento perfecto para empezar a crecerlo o a mejorarlo o a, quizás a empezarlo en muchos casos. Sí. Y yo, algo que yo he oído al, al, eh, antes también es que uh, a lot of people are scared about, of loans. You know, they're scared to get themselves in debt. Um, even if they have good credit, you know, they're like, you know what, it's, it's, I'd just rather grow at my own pace. But you don't necessarily have to get a loan. I mean, there are so many ways to get funded out there. I mean, GoFundMe is a huge one, too. I mean, if you haven't heard of GoFundMe, please look into it. Uh, um, this is where you can pretty much put together an idea uh, and then market it to the world, right? Right, and you post it online, and people that support your idea will give some money to fund it. I mean, otra idea que actualmente en mi negocio usamos es la plataforma de Kiva. So Kiva es un préstamo sin interés que te puede dar la comunidad. Entonces, igual, pones tu idea en línea, haces un perfil, um, tienes que tener a 25 personas que te den un préstamo mínimo de 25 dólares cada una, y entonces ya después de allí puedes promoverlo en todo el mundo. Así es de wow. que um, gente de México, de África, de todas partes del mundo te pueden hacer ese préstamo y tú le pagas una cantidad aquí va cada mes y ellos le regresan ese dinero a la persona que te lo prestó. El dinero que invirtieron. Ajá. Qué bien. Si invirtieron 25 dólares, les dan, vamos a decir, porque tienes dos años para repagar esa deuda. Eh, vamos a decir que te pagan 2.37 al mes, algo sí. así. 
si es una cantidad más grande, pues te van a pagar un poquito más. Pero se supone que en dos años pagas esa deuda. Cuando nosotros hicimos el préstamo, eh, lo hicimos, lo máximo era 5 mil dólares, uh -huh. pero ahorita ya ha crecido a 10 mil dólares. Así es de que esa también es muy buena oportunidad porque no tiene nada que ver con tu crédito, no tiene nada que ver con intereses, ni con un banco, que también eso a veces nos preocupa. Así es de que es una oportunidad. Y me imagino que en muchas ciudades, así como en San Luis, están organizaciones como Arch Grants, que te dan una beca de 50 mil dólares por venirte a San Luis y traer wow. tu negocio para acá. Mira y eso. Hay, hay becas más chicas como The Bowser Foundation aquí en San Luis. Yo sé que en Detroit está el de Any Ideas, More City Match. So hay un montón de oportunidades para, para todo tipo. Sí. Y es lo que me gusta, que there's a whole bunch of resources out there. So it really is just getting comfortable with uh, searching online. Like, you don't necessarily have to go out and, what do they say, like, um, pave the pavement or something like that? Uh, pound the pavement. Pound the pavement. I suck, I suck with those sayings. Es que so, americanos. Sí, exacto. You don't have to go out there and, like, pound the pavement. Like, now you've got your the, the world at your fingertips, essentially. So if you look up, in, if you're in St. Louis, like, you know, Gabby said, Arch Grand, uh, Grants, And then the Basa Foundation. But if you're outside of St. Louis, just do a search. You know, do a local search for like local business grants or, uh, uh, heck, you know, local business resources right. too. I know that there's different chambers of commerce in every single city, uh, sometimes in different counties too, that will be willing to help you. A lot of that doesn't even cost any money either. No, una cosa de las becas es que son muy difícil de conseguirlas, right? So, las estamos comentando, pero sí es algo bien difícil. Pero si se encuentra, es una gran oportunidad. Sí. Um, but not something to rely on solely. You really need to figure out what's the balance of my own funding and funding from outside. Especialmente en la construcción, bien importante tener el capital para el proyecto, porque a veces no te pagan en 30, 60, 90 días y tienes que pagar empleados para el próximo proyecto. Sí, tienes razón. Y yes, hablando del proyecto y, y, y de los pagos, something else that's really important nowadays is if people don't know that you exist, They won't know to buy from you, whether it's goods, uh, goods or services. So not only do you have to have a solid business plan that has a, a strategy for funding, but you also have to have in that business plan a strategy for uh, fan, uh, funding, which I already said, but also for marketing, right? Like how are you going to use the money that you do have or acquire the money that you need to be able to market your business to let you, to let people know that you're that you exist, basically? Right, right. So, yeah, that's a really key point, and especially now that marketing is changing. You know, traditional channels people use were so expensive, like radio, TV. Big both. corporations, yeah. right. Big billboards. Ahora con los medios sociales se puede hacer mucho, pero también es mucho trabajo. So, lo que yo diría en este punto es que sí es fácil ahora para un empresario pequeño hacer su propia promoción, pero o estás en el negocio o estás promoviendo. Sí. So, igual tienen que buscar ese balance de cuánto me va a costar contratar a alguien y en mi caso, este, cuando he tratado de contratar a alguien, no siempre piensa la, el marketing igual que lo que yo pensaba. Entonces también eso es algo que a veces digo, es que yo te quiero contratar, pero no te quiero estar cuidando como si fueras sí. baby. Pero por el otro lado, tampoco les quiero dar libertad de que hagan cualquier cosa y luego no me hagan lo que yo quiera. Sí. Entonces... Um, Pensar, y eso también creo que es importante parte del plan de negocio y hacer la investigación de dónde están los clientes para right. saber dónde poner esas promociones. Right. And what I really like about, you know, apps nowadays is 
if you can afford to hire someone, you can download an app that's going to help you with it. You know, whether you're planning your posts on Instagram or Facebook, you can actually nowadays get free apps that help you create posts, schedule them, and, and have them post them uh, either uh, your stories on Instagram or have a, or, or create posts on on Facebook or even like uh, you know um, resources like Mailchimp for example which they're widely known like you can set up email marketing and if you use their their free version which is like 250 different contacts um, it will have the Mailchimp uh, logo at the bottom of the email but still that's like free marketing that you can use right there right la única advertencia también que tendría yo es que tiene que ser parte de tu plan de negocio right el modo que vas a hacer la promoción porque si no vas a tener un montón de aplicaciones en tu teléfono se te va a hacer bien difícil componer el material y el contenido um, so si no es parte de tu plan no trates de empezar algo nuevo si tus clientes están en Facebook no tengas cuenta de Instagram si tus clientes están todos en Instagram, no tengas cuenta de Twitter, ¿no? So, ser bien consciente de que los clientes de cada persona pueden estar en diferentes lugares y eso también puede cambiar. Quizás en una temporada, depende de si soy un hotel, eh, los que vienen de fuera de la ciudad están aquí en el verano y esos están más bien en Twitter. O si es un restaurante que está lento durante los meses de invierno, pero los clientes están en otra plataforma. I, mean, I really like what you said just now uh, because it really gets you thinking like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, what's my goal? What's my outcome? You know, and a big part of that, you know, whether you're providing a good or a service is thinking about your partners. You know, so for example, operation management, uh, who do you need to partner with that will be a supplier, uh, whether it be, you know, uh, software, hardware, or the goods that you're going to be selling to, to your clients. I feel like that's good. That's a big decision that you have to consider because the stuff that you put out there for, for, for people to buy from you, the quality of those products or services are really going to decide whether or not you're going to have return clients, return customers. Yeah. Hay tanta cosa que es tan importante para un pequeño negocio, pero creo que el tema de los proveedores es uno que también es bien importante porque los proveedores te pueden traer calidad o no calidad, cosas baratas o cosas caras. Right. Entonces, especialmente ahorita que va empezando el año, es buen punto de, de ver cuánto gastaste con cada proveedor y ver si hay oportunidad de negociar con ellos o de decirles, mira, el año pasado hice 250 mil contigo, me gustaría un interés menos en lo de las tarjetas de, de crédito. O quizás este, viste que estás gastando eh, las alfombras que te traen cada mes limpias lo puedes hacer tú y quieres cambiar, ¿no? Entonces, poder tener como un modo de negociar con ellos para que te traigan mejor calidad, para que te traigan mejores precios. Pero eso no va a pasar porque ellos decidieron, ay, mira qué buen cliente es Junior, déjame bajar no, el precio. No, Tú le tienes que, no. que decir. Eso no va a suceder. No, no va a suceder. Entonces, la relación entre los proveedores es importante y a veces también con otros negocios en la, en la industria de, la, de nosotros, porque quizás platicando contigo me entero que tú compras la carne a cierto precio y a mí me la venden a otro precio. Entonces uh -huh. ya conversando podemos ver realmente, wow, ¿cómo es que a ti te la venden más barata? ¿Es que compras más o simplemente porque tu proveedor está haciendo más por ti? Sí. Oye, y eh, lo que acabas de decir, it made me really think about a question. So in your business, you know, in, in, in your case, would you say that it's better to have different providers or have one provider that you can rely on? I think it depends. So in the 
in the restaurant industry, um, and this is something that I learned from Angel Jimenez Gutierrez, who has had a restaurant for many, many years and is a restaurant uh, consultant, he would always say that he would have various relationships with uh, service providers, but then every Sunday or whatever day, they would all send him the prices, and based on the prices, he would say, okay, I'm going to buy this from you. So then he would say, I'm going to buy this from you, and I'm going to buy this from this other person. Or use that as leverage. Like, hey, company B is giving me the butter for X, Y, and Z. Can you give me the same, and then I'll just place one order. Nice. So I think it's definitely important to have options, um, but use those options wisely because don't feel that you're committed. You know, a lot of times, um, like with Pepsi, so since I have a restaurant, we're going to talk about that. Pepsi, te puede, si le pides, te puede dar los vasos, right? Una o dos veces al año. Pero si no le pides, pues no te lo va a ofrecer. Sí. Otras compañías, yo sé que la compañía de jarritos, a uno de mis clientes les regaló un refrigerador. Pero igual, si no le pides, no te lo va nomás a traer. Entonces es importante hacer una relación de buena manera con los proveedores para que te puedan ayudar, porque no solo es negociar precios y calidad, sino también negociar otros productos que te puedan apoyar, como el 5 de mayo, que te lleven un montón de cosas para regalar a los clientes en el restaurante. Swag. O quizás, yeah, swag, o quizás este, que te ayuden a imprimir cosas, mm -hmm. que te ayuden con playeras con el logotipo de tu compañía, porque ellos lo pueden conseguir más barato que uno, pero es una relación y una conversación que tienes que tener con ellos. Right. Igual, si casi no les compras, pues va a ser bien difícil que te quieran apoyar tanto de esa manera, pero si les compras bastante o solo a ellos, es más fácil decirles, oye, me encantaría que me apoyaras con esto. Yeah. You know, that made me think as you were going through, through, uh, through your list, is a lot of times we look at these vendors as vendors. But we don't necessarily look at them as us being their clients. Right. Yeah. So you really so, have to leverage and really absolutely. remember yeah. that I'm the client. I'm the customer. Right. Um, as much as you want to serve your clients, those vendors want to serve you. You know, but like you said, unless you're asking and really making sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck, you're not, they're not necessarily offer that to you readily, you know, just because they want to keep your business because just like you're their client, they have a ton of other clients too. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's, like I said, really important to build a relationship to help them understand what are your needs, what are you struggling with, um, with the business and even outside the business. And maybe they have solutions for that, right? Because a lot of the right. service providers, especially again for the restaurant industry, but also like for the office supply industry, um, you know, if Office Depot knows that I'm struggling with getting stuff printed, they might offer me a coupon or they might offer me a discount for the next batch of printing that we have yeah. um, and you know I've also seen that in certain offices we have relationships with providers whether it's Staples or Office Depot and that's because you get free shipping or maybe they don't you know they don't have a, a minimum requirement so you know just like you would anywhere else in your life is to get the best deal and work for it with the conversation es igual para tu negocio right so what do you guys think I mean we've been talking about you know the uh, Strategy, uh, strategy management, financial management, marketing, and some operation management too. But what are what are some things that say some of you who own businesses have experienced? What are some tips uh, that you picked up along the way that you can share? Some lessons learned, like Gabby says, you know, a lot of times that you can share. Uh, comment, please. Let us know what you think. Yeah, definitely. We we definitely want to hear from you. I mean, it's 
it's a long list of things that you probably need to look at mm -hmm. cuando empiece el año, especialmente para poder empezar a planificar para el próximo año. Pero estas cuatro creo que son bien importantes y un buen punto de empezar um, siempre pregunta, preguntándonos por qué o qué queremos que haga el cliente. So, queremos educarlo o que aprenda algo, queremos que haga algo en especial o, o que nos apoye en alguna manera con el caso de los proveedores. There you go. So hit us up. We're everywhere in every single platform. Uh, AuthenticoPodcast.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, Auténtico. Uh, on Facebook, Auténtico. <laughs> and on Instagram, Auténtico Podcast as well. Let us know what you guys think. Yes, we want to hear from you. ¿Qué pensaron? Remember to rate our show Y si les gustó, denos 5 estrellas Si tienes preguntas o topic ideas Déjanos saber